pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. 
No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors 
so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Place to recruit for a militia. God save King George. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. What? Now? Okay, now. Hello, fellow Americans. What? Oh, okay, sorry. Hello, fellow... What? Here? I don't see the words. Where are the damn words? Oh, there they are. Okay, here. I got it. I got it. Hello, fellow Americans. It's me, Joe Biden, your president of the United States of America. As you know, it's an important time for our county. We... What? Country. Country. Our country. Erection day. We get... What? Election. Election day. Sorry. Completely different. Not as fun. Election day. So don't forget to get out and exercise your rats. Rights as Armenians. Americans! What the hell? Who wrote this? Get Obama to do this too. I was tricked into being president. I have no idea what I'm doing. Anyway, get out and do the thing with the thing. You know the thing, how it goes. Uh, elect with the election thing. What? Oh yeah, vote. Get out and vote. Vote for elections. And stuff those ballot boxes. Vote as many times as you can. And vote whether you're here legally or not. I have a new saying that I love. Cross the river, pull a lever. It's your illegal American duty. So remember, without your vote, no one wins. Okay, that's not true because we hired folks to stuff the ballot boxes. What? 
Oh, 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 yeah, that was a joke. I was kidding. We didn't hire anyone to do any ballot box stuffing. I was kidding. <laughs> they do it for free, right? Well, okay, just remember, your vote will make America great again. Hey, I like that saying. Can we use that? No? It's racist. Why is that racist? They're telling me it's racist. Vote for Brandon. And remember, each time you vote, you get a sticker. Look how many I got. Here, show them what I got. Here. Look, at, look at that right there. <laughs> but wait, there's more. If you keep voting and collect 20 of these stickers plus two box tops, you get to be an American citizen. That's right. Voting is as American as getting everything made in China. And remember, if you don't vote, then you can't complain it was rigged. Get in that voting booth, pull that thing in there. You, you know the thing, you pull. Just get in the booth and pull hard on that thing. And if your husband or wife is going to vote the exact opposite way you do, vote anyway, because I guarantee we will make their vote just disappear. Yes, I said that. We will make millions of votes just disappear. Speaking of disappearing, has anyone seen President Harris? Does she still work here? Anyway, hey, is now when I talk about reverse mortgages? Is it? I love that Tom Selleck guy. Anyway, finally, get to those folks. Uh, oh, yeah, talking to my folks in my home state of Chicago. Get out and vote, but not after dark. Uh, thank you, and good luck, America. Oh, uh, and in conclusion, I can sum this video up in two simple words. Get out and vote. There. Okay, am I done? Good. Can help me down from this thing, will you? I think they would. Whoa! Okay, there we go. Thanks. Well, that was certainly a load of crap. We're screwed, you know. I'm going to take a nap and a shoo-shoo, both at the same time. Silence! I kill you! Fuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with the with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half, Vlin. Hello, Patriot. As she just flew in the window, I literally just literally. walked in the door like a minute ago because I was running the child all over the place. Because even though he has his license, he's not allowed to drive his girlfriend. And they went and celebrated his birthday today with a bunch of friends. Um, so, yes, yeah, a day. Anyway. I literally drove all over freaking, but I did finish my Christmas shopping <laughs> well, in the middle. You did Christmas show? Yeah, I went and I got, didn't think we were doing Christmas. They needed clothes. Okay. I got, that's all I got them. I got them clothes. Good. Yeah. That's all they need. That's all they need. Pretty much. Sweet. Yeah. They have like one gift that they wanted each and then everything else is clothes. Good. So. Alrighty then. Yeah. So that was it? Yeah. Summed up in our... Pretty much. I gave up my day for my child today. Fucking Buttercup is an asshole. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Jack? Oh, it, no, it was Buttercup. Okay. What happened? Fucking Buttercup had me chasing him all over the goddamn <laughs> he place. He did that to me yesterday. He just fucking ran. I was like, nope, nope, fuck you. Not going in the enclosure. I wonder if he's getting his ass kicked in there. He is by Sparkles. <laughs> I am not even kidding, y'all. Our the little, smallest fucking our little rooster. tiny fucking half, our frizzle rooster, Pigmy frizzle, our freak. our little bantam, half silky, half 
fuck if I know rooster that's like half fur and half feathers. He's the, you guys have seen him. He's the most ridiculous looking thing. He has decided that he is the alpha. And every and he is like, I mean, he bullies everyone. He's been chasing Sergeant Buttercup around. He's been chasing Big Red around. He's been chasing Joe around. The only one he doesn't chase around is Jack. Because Jack's like, fuck you, I don't, I, no, Jack is huge, by the Jack's way. Jack's like, I'll fucking step on yeah, you, bitch. Jack is, Jack is like the biggest freaking rooster I've ever seen. He's much bigger than Buttercup now. Yeah, he is. He's gotten a lot bigger. Than yeah, Buttercup. but um, he's, yeah, he's the only, he's the only one. And he pretty much like keeps to himself with his couple of ladies and that's it. But no, Sparkles. He's a dick. He's the alpha. <laughs> he's the freaking. He's a dick. Apparently. He yeah. could just not go back in the enclosure. I was like, asshole, I will throw shit. Like, <laughs> mom doesn't do this. I will try to spear your ass. Oh no, I, I sometimes I'll take the hose to him. I just I started throwing shit at him. I was like, get in there. <laughs> yeah. Once you get mad at him, then they're like, oh shit, okay, I'll go in. Fucking dick. I'll break your goddamn neck. Oh. We'll have a great dinner. Sparky, I named him for you. So your damn skin, and he sounds, Sparkles, sounds more like a dinosaur than any of the other roosters. Well, Velociraptor. A Velociraptor, Definitely. straight up. Definitely and Velociraptor. he thinks he is one. We should we should have named him Napoleon. <laughs> well, we never knew he was going to have this complex. <laughs> no. He can have a nickname, you know. Sparkles, Sparkles a.k.a. Napoleon. Napoleon. You know, yes. makes sense. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah. He's ridiculous. So. And I told this story this morning, but I got to tell it again because it was so freaking funny. Maybe I'll have to be there, but so last night we're sitting on the couch and uh, Mick sitting next to Seamus, Mick sitting in the recliner and Seamus is sitting on the rest of the couch with his head on the armrest next to the recliner. Mick looks over at him and he goes, sneak attack. And he lifts up one cheek and he farts right in Seamus's face. And the look on Seamus's face was like, disgust and horror and like what the fuck just happened all like he got that look like that bad smell look on his face and then he picked up one of those giant paws and smacked mick right in the chest <laughs> he straight up punched him <laughs> he's like you dick i couldn't help it he's like right there i was like he had his nose right at that level i was like oh one cheek sneak <laughs> so bad Poor Seamus. <laughs> the fucking look on his face Ooh. was epic. Did you start the Red Pill Project? No. Nope. Good, I good thing we haven't started doing anything yet. I didn't start Excellent. anything. Yet. Welcome, Red Pill Project. Yes, welcome. I was late. So, yeah, and I have no order to anything. That's I fine. just pulled up what you put in the folder for. That's good. I've been putting stuff in there all day. Yeah, as I've been waiting in between shopping and then waiting for children and then going to pick up other children and bring them back to the first set of children and all kinds of good stuff. They're not really children, they're teenagers. So it's like that line between child and adult that they talk about sex and drugs, <coughs> but they look young. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a rough one. Anyway, but the one, the other, the one that I went to pick up. Um, will probably end up, I don't know. She'll probably end up living with us at some point would be my guess. You know, we've known her since she was two. So we might end up with a daughter after all. Well, just tell her to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they pick up strays. I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> She's not a stray. Anyway. 
Oh, so where are we starting with? You know what? Let's start with this guy. This is kind of long, but that's okay. And what is he, this guy he, is talking about? Um, what happened in Colorado? Uh, yeah, uh, an interesting perspective from someone who was born in left an authoritarian regime for the freedom of the U.S. and found more authoritarianism than. So gotcha. here's his perspective. It's very interesting. Hi, everyone. So I believe yesterday was a monumental day in our country's history. And here's why I feel that way. Now, this is a very long video, so please bear with me and watch to the end. You've probably heard that the Colorado Supreme Court ruled yesterday without a trial or conviction that Trump is guilty of an insurrection against the United States because of his rhetoric about the last election, which they believe caused a riot at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. So by virtue of that ruling, Trump is disqualified from appearing on the ballot in Colorado for either the presidential primary or the general election. Now, I'm sure many Democrats and some Republicans are cheering on the ruling as a victory for democracy. But this is quite strange to me. Throughout the entire Biden presidency, Democrats have told us that our democracy was in grave danger from the fascist and authoritarian tendencies of Trump. Their evidence for this claim is that Trump says things they believe are dangerous and authoritarian. They claim Trump's refusal to concede that he lost the last election amounts to a clear and present danger for America. They further claim that re-electing Trump could spell the end of America as we know it and may be the last election we ever have. Now, let's assume for a moment that these concerns are sincere and genuine and ask the question, as to whether the path the Democrats have chosen actually upholds democracy or does the exact opposite. So Democrats believe that in order to save democracy, they have to use the courts to eliminate their political opponents and limit the choices of Americans at the ballot box. Today, their target is Donald Trump. But remember when there were articles all over the media claiming that Mike Pence was a more dangerous threat to the country than Trump? What haven't they said about DeSantis? Have they not also claimed that he would be a fascist? In fact, what did they tell us about Mitt Romney when he ran for president? So is this really about Trump or are they setting a new precedent by creating a new way to retain power in America? The short-sightedness of this decision is astounding to me. It seems they never learned the lessons of the last decade and are determined to drive our country into an actual civil war. What if Texas tomorrow declared that Biden was ineligible to be on the ballot because he has committed insurrection against the United States by allowing millions of illegal immigrants to invade our country without recourse? What if every Republican-controlled state decided to pull out laws from a century ago to claim that it disqualified every single Democrat from running in their state? What exactly is the end game here? As an immigrant who, for the first time in my life, will have the opportunity to vote for president in 2024, Democrats are telling me that saving democracy demands that I have fewer options at a ballot box. Is that the message? I am terrified for America's future if we let this stand. I'm terrified not only for what they're doing to Trump, 
but more importantly, for what will come after Trump. To many Democrats, all Republicans are a threat to America. So if they can get away with doing this, what wouldn't they try next? Trump's words are dangerous, so they will use their actions to eliminate him as an opponent. I thought actions spoke louder than words. These are the same Democrats who are ready and willing to mandate an experimental vaccine against the will of the population. These are the same Democrats who are willing to silence their opposition through censorship and collusion with the FBI and other government agencies. These are the same Democrats who believe in using every tool of government to compel and cudgel Americans into doing what they want. The same Democrats who perpetrated the evil institution of systemic oppression and slavery in Jim Crow in America. These are the same Democrats who are now claiming that we should trust them to save us from an impending fascist dictatorship. When will America wake up? When will we rise up and see how far we're being manipulated by charlatans seeking power and authority over us? When will we begin to think critically and listen to the voices of those who have fled to America to escape this same threat? Now, although I agree with everything this gentleman just said, this is a problem. I used to say, you know, if you want to know about the Constitution, you want to know about the laws of our land, you want to know about the creation of our land, go, go ask an immigrant. He just proved to me that apparently that test is no longer what it was back in the day. Why do I say that? Well, first of all, it was the way that he spoke about laws that were created almost two centuries ago. Yes, our laws were created two and a half centuries ago. And guess what? Still we valid. still follow those laws today. That is the point. You missed the whole gist of this. When you were coming over the border, which I applaud you, becoming a legal alien, I applaud you for that too. And I applaud you for voting. However, you missed the whole gist of it. These are laws that have been on the books for two and a half centuries. They should be followed. Why? Because our founding fathers put them in place. They were brilliant men. They saw these arguments long before we ever did. They knew eventually the time and place would be tested, but the laws in their validity held up. That's what they knew. You were never taught that night. I feel sorry for you because that is the spirit of the Constitution and the Declaration. Apparently, they, they're getting shorter on the budget for the immigrant test. They've just eliminated entirely now. They just come across the border without having to take a test. I, I just, no, I, I love this guy. He did everything right. He followed the law. He's a fucking American. Yep. However, apparently, we are getting shorter and shorter on what it means to be an American. Apparently, now you just got to be able to show up and vote. As even Jeff Dunham is now telling us. Over and over again, as many times as you can. Wonder if these guys will be voting. Hey, these guys just came over the border. Where are you from? Guinea, Conakry. Where? Guinea, Conakry. Guinea, okay. And where in the U.S. do you want to go to? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. 
Why Philadelphia? Uh, I have paper. I don't uh, know the place. Why me check the place? Want to check the place? Okay, so just an address in Philadelphia to go to. Okay. Hmm. Oh yeah. Um. Apparently, that is a uh, community center in Philadelphia. The address that's listed. The United Nations is instructing them where to go into major cities to specific addresses. Hmm. For what reason? Hmm. That's a great question. Just go over the border and gotta go to this wonder. address. You gotta wonder. Gotta wonder. What happens when they get there? No, do they meet up with their handler? What are they told to do? Or do they find a case of weapons that was just magically randomly left there mm -hmm. with maybe some blue helmets in it? Makes it know. easier for us to shoot at. Red dots and blue helmets, man. I tell you what, those don't work well together. Just saying. You kind of look like a blue blueberry with some splatter. Mm -hmm. Makes it yeah. easier for me to teach y'all how to <laughs> drill those bitches from a mile away. Hmm. Time yes. to make some blueberry jam. They are blatantly trafficking people in front of us. They're also breaking up families on purpose. This is crazy when I heard this today. Um, well, where did you hear this at? On Tim Cass. Yeah. Or this clip on... Well, I gotta find it here. It's not that far up. There it is. It's that magical thing that little liberal leftist he is, you know, just saying. Anyway. I wouldn't call him a liberal leftist. Yeah. In fact, no, this is really funny. DeSantis... Ron DeSanctimonious's campaign paid for a poll to see how influential social media influencers actually are. Mm -hmm. And they said that far right influencers, Tim Poole and Jack Posobiec are really not that well known. And Tim's like, wait, now I'm a far right influencer. <laughs> Just goes to prove my point. He's like, I don't even like Republicans. I don't like Democrats either. Just proves that y'all don't listen at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they labeled him as a far-right influencer. Yeah, we'd be labeled as that. Oh, definitely. Oh, easy. Definitely, definitely, without a doubt. So I, I think they don't quite know what to make of us because we're some of the policies that we talk about are you know, conservative, definitely considered far right. But at the same time, we smoke weed. And then we talk about how the world is going to end here really soon. And God's going to come back. Jesus is going to come back. Well, those are all the hot topics. I mean, that's but every what, everybody's what, I mean, talking about. What? Yeah, but we've been talking about this shit for years. I know. So. I know. A lot longer than they have. <laughs> so how do you label us? Are we Bible beaters? Are we potheads? Are we far right? No, they're just going to label us with the broad overreaching term. Conspiracy theorists. There you go. There you go. Because all good conspiracy theorists are potheads. Well, mostly the fun ones are. Well, yeah, because we decalcifies your pineal gland and enables you to think about things other than what the government directs you to think about. So therefore, all good conspiracy theorists are potheads. <laughs> It's a tactful way to say that all good <laughs> conspiracy theorists are potted. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I get you. But anyway. Um, Beat around the bush to get there. Yeah. No, I this I heard this today and this kind of blew my mind. Um, and then I was, you know, talking to Connor's friend. Her parents are getting divorced and they're fighting over custody of her little brother. Um, 
And uh, she said, they're, oh, they're going to split it 50-50. I said, hmm. I don't know about that because the courts don't really look at that so well these days. Listen to this. Late 1970s that pay states trillions of dollars to tear families apart. Like in Texas, we get 66 cents on the dollar put into the Texas Treasury for every dollar of child support that's paid. So the state is now highly incentivized to issue the maximum amount of child support. Almost all divorces got 50-50 prior to the, the 1980s. And there was this skyrocketing of divorces where one parent loses custody. And that was to maximize Title IV-D reimbursements to the states. The state is profiting off of child support? Correct. And in most states, the judicial retirement fund is funded from this money. So the more child support that's issued from the family courts, the larger the judicial retirement. It's, and it's a massive program. It's the size of the largest defense programs. So the incentives are absolutely huge. Even married people, to get them to break up and then have to pay each other child support? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So because you would think the best child support would just be 50-50 custody and let people raise their kids. The best child support is to raise your own kid. That's yeah. the best child support. But they don't do that. Most states actually have laws prohibiting the courts from doing that. Texas has a, a, has a family code in which it's assumed to be in the child's best interest that one parent get 24% of the time. And the reason 24% was chosen precisely is it maximizes Title IV-D reimbursement to the state at 24%. So there are, there are fathers out there with 49% of the time that are paying maximal child support. I have a friend of mine, him and his wife came to an agreement to do 50-50 parenting, no child support, because he watches the kids a lot while she travels for her work. And so it's all, it all worked out and they decided it's just better to do it this way. The state of Texas sent an attorney to argue in the case that they should not be allowed to do 50-50 custody. I, I read a story about uh, some celebrity guy who had to pay massive child support. Mm -hmm. And then he and the wife both went to the court together yeah. as friends and said, hey, he's no longer working and doesn't have this money anymore. So we, we both agree it should be lower in the court. Like, no, they won't do it because they get they get a cut. They get a huge kickback. Yeah. Title IV E pays the states to adopt out orphans. A Whenever CPS takes a child from, from someone and then adopts them into a good family, they get Title IV E reimbursement funds. And it's a lot of money. It's like 50K per child. The state gets that money? Yes, it goes into the state. Bad enough yet? And that's been going on since the 80s. We just found out about it. Folks, think about this for a second. <clears throat> I was a single... Uh, married at the time, got divorced. Um, Ex-wife took everything in the kitchen sink in mm -hmm. the divorce. Mm -hmm. Told me she wasn't getting a lawyer. I fell for it. I was young, dumb, full of cum. Come to find out, walk in the courtroom that day. My class A's all spiffy with a, my couple little ribbons that I had a, at the time. And get told that not only that I had to pay for the life that she had become accustomed to, that I also had to pay her dental and her health for like six years. Then that was like, that was like, um, I was paying $3,600 a month in alimony and alimony, no kids. He was only making $3,700 a month. Yeah. Literally. That's what they were taking from me. And then she got remarried and didn't inform him or the courts. Yep. And I went, and, and this was even before he and I got married. We had just gotten together. You got divorced in April. Yeah. By September, she had gotten remarried. At Christmas, 
he was still paying alimony. And I went and looked her ass up because I was like, that's some bullshit. Cause what they, they said that, um, you abandoned her because you deployed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and got fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Um, and at Christmas he was still paying alimony, even though she'd already been married for since September. And I found that shit and I was like, Nope, you cut that shit off right now. I got, you don't pay female judge fucking cent. I got a female judge, a female lawyer Mm -hmm. against me. And I was like, fucked. Well, uh, in New shit, York, I don't have the time to fucking go. Yeah, exactly. In, in New, New York. York, think about that. Done. And now apply that to this. Yep. If they do it for fucking alimony, they do it for child support. They're going to do it for child support. They're going to do it for your fucking kids' adoption. Oh my god, that's like that's child sex trafficking right there. Paid for by our federal government out of some fucking splossed revenue. Bullshit. Because the government fractions even pennies. Yep. Where do all those fractions of pennies go? Well, the government's got an account for it. It's called splossed. What do you think to pull the money out of the air? They kind of do. Damn, Griff, you made Bunny Wife walk you around six <laughs> miles when she just came out of knee surgery. Just kidding. Good on you. Good for her. Yes. Mm, they fuck you every way they can. It never they stops. They fuck you in the drive-thru. They fuck you on cell phones. It never stops. I tell you what, you know what? This, this lady had a, a uh, great video. Okay. And um, like Salty Cracker put it out, right? Uh, oh, Salty Goat, my apologies. Salty Goat put it out. And he tried to cut it a bit, but there wasn't much he could cut because everything she said was so important. So check this out. Say for us as black people, when we believe in this concept of white privilege. So white privilege is the concept that no matter what, if you're white, you're doing better than any black person ever because your skin is white. Doesn't matter if you're homeless doesn't matter if you're in prison, doesn't matter, you're doing way better than every black person because your skin is white. So a lot of times these social justice warriors will say, oh, you're white, you don't have to worry about the cops harassing you. Well, I don't worry about cops harassing me. I'm a black woman and I live in Texas. I have actually, I moved out of the black neighborhood when I was a kid because my single black mother said, you know what? People are breaking into our place all the time and we're not safe here. And I actually grew up in a town called White Settlement as a little black kid in Texas. And I do not feel oppressed. I got to go to college and my SAT scores were not that high. They weren't really high enough to just grant me admission. But I had to get a little interview and they probably saw, oh, black female, let her in. There's probably some white kid with more qualifications than me, better SAT scores, who didn't get in because I did. I have privilege. When I went to Ghana recently, there were black people in the first class section and white people back there in coach. There's no such thing as white privilege. If you are getting bent out of shape by me saying there's no such thing as white privilege, then 
you're a black person that loves your victim status and you got a big fat chip on your shoulder that Mr. Steinberg put there through the media that you bought into, or you're a white person who has some sort of social justice kind of white guilt and yet superiority thing going on that you feel that you are superior and that you do have privilege and you kind of you know want to keep that and you don't want somebody like me saying wait a minute no you're not privileged if you go to work every single day and you work a 40-hour work week or more you're not privileged if you pay taxes you're not privileged you got a mortgage you got a car payment you're not privileged if you had to apply for your job you're not privileged oh you know black people probably actually due to affirmative action have more privilege than white people i had a friend whose husband they're both white he kind of fell on some hard times before they got together and he went to get some food stamps they told his ass to go get a job he didn't get any food stamps but if I were to make like five, six babies, I'd get a house, I'd get food stamps, I'd get some cash. So that's privilege. And it's really transparent if you have any kind of IQ, you can see through this rubbish. And that's why the anti-social justice movement has so many fans. I, for one, am also a fan because I don't want people policing language. I don't want people pulling out my race card and throwing it on the table whenever they see fit that don't really like black people. The social justice warriors I find are the most racist of all. You know what? If someone doesn't like me, the fuck do I care? I have so many friends. I have family. I have people that do like me. And I don't care if someone in their heart hates black people. They probably, as long as someone doesn't touch you, and hurt you in some way, you know, physically, who gives a damn what they think? If someone doesn't like your group, get over it. Get over it. Find some friends that do like you. Friends and family. That's what you got in this world, friends and family. And if you don't have friends, probably because you're unpleasant or you're a whiny bitch baby. So I don't care if someone secretly doesn't like me. And I would encourage everyone else to just kind of grow up. And if someone doesn't like you, get the fuck over it and find yourself some friends. And if you can't find friends, look to yourself and become more pleasant. Um, Give that one a thunder thunder. kick. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kick. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you, sister. Yeah. It's, uh, what we've been saying since day fucking one. Yep. The biggest races, racists of them all are the ones that claim social justice. Oh, yeah. They're the huge ass racists. Oh, like this one. <laughs> Bingo. I, I don't even have to give you an intro to this one. I just have to say, you're going to see it. And you're going to say, yep, you're right. I'm going to play this video and then tell you what's going on. Some 
because it's only eight seconds. We here. bring the receipts. Oh, look, there's Al Sharpton. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. Al Sharpton, Big Al, Big Al is on, on screen, first of all. But second of all, scroll down, scroll down. Let's look at the front of the table there. New York leads equality. Equity. Equity, equity. not equality. Equity. 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 equity, my bad. My bad. Equity and racial justice. So uh, Kathy Hochul signed a bill aimed at giving reparations for slavery to people who were never slaves, paid by the people who never owned slaves. In a state that never had slaves because they were always free. Correct. Somebody explain that one to me. New Yorkers, please explain this to me. You are now because paying because you have so much money to spare. You are now paying for something the North fought against. New York was absolutely opposed to. Every New Yorker that I know of supported the Underground Railroad. His grandmother's house actually had was a, a Underground Railroad stop. Well, it was a stop along the Underground. Exactly. Railroad. That's how long it had been around? Yeah. But I, I mean, seriously, New Yorkers, what the fuck are you doing? You're letting this stupid social warrior bitch run your state right into the fucking ground and nobody's even stopping or trying to hit the emergency brake. No one cares. Grab a pull cord. Somebody throw a drag chute. Do something. This is all they're doing. This is, um, who is this bitch anyway? Hold on. This, uh... I don't know who this chick is, but oh, um, Taraji P. Henson. Yes. Okay. I don't know who this bitch is, but she's she's one of those whiny bitches that that other lady was just talking about. With a chip on her shoulder. But check this out. This is pretty blows up. me away. Hmm. Are you thinking about it? Um, mm. I'm just tired of working so hard, being gracious at what I do, getting paid a fraction of the cost. I'm tired of hearing my sister say the same thing over and over. Um, you get tired. I hear people go, you work a lot. Yeah. Well, have to. The math ain't mathing. And when you start working a lot, you know, you have a team. Mm -hmm. Big bills come with what we do. Yes. We don't do this alone. The yeah. fact that we're up is a whole entire team behind yes. us. Yes. They have to get paid. So when you hear someone saying, oh, such and such made $10 million. No, that's not that. That didn't make it to their account. Mm -hmm. Know that off the top, Uncle Sam is getting 50%. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do the math. Now we have 5 million. Your team is getting 30% or whatever your team is off of what you grossed, Sometimes not more. after what Uncle Sam took. Now do the math. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm only human. And, and mm -hmm. it seems every time I do something and I break another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again. Mm -hmm. Like I never mm -hmm. did what I just did. Mm -hmm. And I'm just tired. tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. It wears on you, you know? Because mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What is that telling me? What is it telling me? Yeah. And what does it tell me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And if I can't fight for them coming up behind me, then what the fuck am I doing? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What is that telling me? That's telling me that you brought home a $2 million paycheck, bitch, and you are still sitting up there crying. Well, most of America is trying to figure out if they can pay their rent or buy groceries and fuck Christmas because that's out the window. Folks, I was just had an eviction today. Dead serious. Happened today. Why were you in an eviction today? That's because random. I had to change the codes and on all the garage door, ever everything. I mean, the oh. sheriff was there. He was absolutely worthless. He didn't even go in the house to clear the house before the dude. I was like, "Wow, you're a brave some bitch." I'm going to stand out here where my gun is, because if he comes out shooting, it's your ass, not mine. I ain't stupid. I know what I got between me and that fucking door. That's an engine block, and I got two guns in the truck. He'll be dead before I even fucking flinch. Period. I was like, you're an idiot. I wouldn't go in that house. I'd make that sheriff come back to this motherfucker and go in that house. You do you, B. <sighs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, speaking of woke, this is great. So you know how um, Jordan Peterson was required to attend re-education classes in Canada? Do you I hear about, about that? that? Okay. He brought his re-education classes to the mainstream. <laughs> This is going to be epic, I'm sure. This really is. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord, what have we done? Woke, masterclass of woke Jordan Peterson. It's like Greta Thunberg. I'm going to quote her right now and say, how dare you? Get down on one knee and give me 20 Black Lives Matters. I'm Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. And this is my masterclass. Cut! It's like, why in the fuck are we using the word master? It's like, no, it's comical. We're really, we're using outdated slavery terms. It's like, I'm triggered. Goddamn patriarchy. Life really is not about personal responsibility or starting a family or working hard. It's about how many bloody pronouns you have. It's like, that's it, dead ass. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. You like surprises? Are you feeling triggered? Are you feeling safe? Like these ideas have been living rent free in my head for a long time. You know, Robin D'Angelo, she once said, be less white. Bloody amazing what Martin Luther King did. You know, well, I have a dream too. It's like, I have a dream white people will just sit down and shut up. I will teach you how to be more inclusive, even to the pedophiles. Excuse me, the maps were minor attracted persons. They should have a seat at the table too. Might be the kids' table, but let them sit down, let them eat. I'll be teaching you about all the 4,969 genders. You're helping combat racial, racist racism. By being discriminated against. Cry me a gender fluid river. What do you see here? Kitten? White supremacy. I was misgendered at a holiday party. It's like, that ain't it, chief. Somebody get me some imitation lobster, please. My blood sugar's plummeting. We might have to actually play that. That I might be know. actually comical. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, but since Dr. Jordan B. Peterson brought up pedophiles, let's talk about them. Fuck the pedos. Oh, they, they're worried, folks. There's a lot they're of people. So because there was a list published today. I don't know if y'all saw it. I sent it to you. There's a list. It's an old list. It's the old list of all the elite who at the time we knew had been to Pedophile Island. Mm -hmm. On the Lonely Express. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And 
Well, there's been some additions and updates to that list because there's a whole new section to that list, which is actually pretty fucking outstanding. But these are suspected now. That's the new bottom part of the list is the suspected ones that we didn't catch on the first list. So the suspected one is really funny. But the really good one is right underneath that, there was a future future list. And they said the bingo card for 24. (laughs) And it's the list with the bingo card for 24. And that bitch is epic. Oh, God. It goes from everybody from Lindsey Graham to Liz Taylor. Trust me, there is every name on that list of everybody who had an idea that, hey, wait a minute, I think this person might be, boom, they're on the list. It is an epic list. Might just become a target list at one point, too. Anyway, they are releasing... Uh, over 170 names from Jeff, from uh, Jeffrey Epstein's little black book on January 2nd. And they are freaking the fuck out about it. They had to find the one dude who's definitely not on Epstein's list. We're here outside the uh, federal courthouse here in lower Manhattan. And this is where Judge Loretta Preska has ordered that January 1st release date of more than 170 names associated with a civil lawsuit that was settled Uh, some time ago here, uh, but many of those names that will be released are Jeffrey Epstein's close friends, associates, and some of his victims. Now, the judge is also allowing those individuals uh, who would like to keep their names concealed or redacted uh, to file an appeal to make their case before the release of those names in less than two weeks. Now, many of those names that will come out certainly are known and notable, including uh, former presidents, but they are all part of a now settled civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell brought by Virginia Jufre. Now, Jufre accused Maxwell of helping Epstein abuse her by arranging travel plans along with setting up meeting times and places around the world to facilitate her sexual abuse. Maxwell is now serving 20 years in a federal prison after she was convicted in 2021 for her. I'm really surprised they played that picture right there, that one of, of uh, Ghislaine and Epstein, that one. You know where that's taken, right? That was at Queen Elizabeth's private hunting lodge. That picture is from Queen Elizabeth's private hunting lodge. I believe in Scotland. Yeah. Anyway, just throwing that out there. In 2021 for her role in a scheme to sexually exploit and abuse multiple teenage girls with Epstein over a 10-year period. Now, Epstein died by suicide in a Manhattan federal jail in 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. The judge also noting in her order that some of the names that will be released have already been revealed because some of those individuals have spoken publicly about their relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Meanwhile, at least 11 names will not be released, including eight people who have been identified as minor victims of sexual abuse. Last night on Banfield, criminal defense attorney and former prosecutor Josh Schiffer talked about why some people are desperately fighting to have their names redacted. So there's a lot of reasons someone wouldn't want their name associated with someone whose name is literally everything bad in high society and regular society for that matter. Um, So if you were someone of particular current relevant importance, Think someone big in finance. Think someone big in politics. Jeffrey Epstein knew everyone. When you said earlier he he palled around with royalty. 
Now, Virginia Giuffre also has accused Britain's Prince Andrew of sexually assaulting her uh, when she was 17 years old and being sexually trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein. Both Prince Andrew and Epstein were very known associates. Uh, now, Prince Andrew has denied those claims. However, he did agree to pay Giuffre a multi-million dollar settlement. Adrian. All right. Thank you very much, Dre, for your report. Yeah, I didn't do it, but here's a whole shit ton of money so that she shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about this. Hold on a second. Listen to what he, he just said. The lawyers, the judge said, ruled that, look, if you don't want your name released, all you have to do is file the paperwork prior to the January 1st deadline. We won't release your name. Look, the day the judge ruled that every politician and anybody with any fucking clout who's got any money and lawyers on hand had fucking documents in before close of business that day. Yep. So if we really think we're going to get any names out of this until they release what I really want to see is the flight logs because they can't tamper with those. Mm -hmm. Well, they say they can't. And if they do, that would be pretty apparent. Um, I want to see what the FAA has got because uh, that's going to tell us more than anything else. And because they're going to have records of everybody who left this country and everybody who came back in. Are you sure? Because we just saw Hunter Biden get off of Marine Force One and his name wasn't on that log. That's true. Well, he didn't leave the country and come back in. Oh, true. But he was flying within the country. How strict are they about checking passports on private planes? That's a good question. You know, you just go to a private terminal, you get on a plane and you fly away. Happens all the time. If you have the money, it doesn't matter. True. So... Um, I'm glad Liana played this this morning. This, if you guys didn't know this, uh, body camera footage from Isaac Cappy's death was released last night. They are proposing that maybe that's why Twitter went down for like three hours last night. Apparently it was down from like midnight until 3am or something like that. Really? Yeah. Like Twitter was, you couldn't see new tweets. Twitter was down. Um, we went to bed early, so I missed it. Otherwise I would have seen it cause I'm on Twitter all the time, but uh, yeah, so Isaac Cappy's body camera footage from when they discovered his body was released. It is 20-something minutes long. Um, Liana played it this morning. If you guys want to check it out. It's pretty fucked up. There's some crazy shit in there. Um, at the 18-minute mark, one of the cops says something about a child molester. Let's see, a 30-second mark, an EMS worker finds a shiny, unscathed phone laying in the lane. Unscathed. Whatever. Uh, three minutes, officer suspiciously put suspiciously puts Isaac's phone in a rubber glove. Bring this up so everybody can read it. Too. Okay. I'll do that. Mm, no, it's further down. Here it is. Okay. All right. So, uh, three minutes, the officer suspiciously puts Isaac's phone in a rubber glove instead of an evidence bag and then into his pocket. Why is this not? Did you do something crazy? No, I don't know why it's doing that. I don't know either. Weird. It's only up once, right? I do have the right. Oh, maybe I have the wrong one. That's why. You know why? There it is. It was up twice. twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So there we go. 
Um, three minutes, the officer suspiciously puts Isaac's phone in a rubber glove instead of an evidence bag and then into his pocket. It's not seen again until the same officer pulls a Ziploc bag out at 12 minutes with a phone in it with no indication how the phone got in there. 1844 mark confirms at a different angle. The seven minute, 40 second mark officer begins searching Isaac's front pockets. He had a lot of shit in his front pockets. A day's in card with the room number, 234, very convenient. Passport, which officer says out loud his identity, convenient. Business card for Belmont truck repair, keys and other unidentifiable items. Uh, at 7.03, the lady in a dress oddly walks by, all smiles. Uh, nine and a half minutes, the officers can't get dispatch on the walkie, so they call in over the phone and still can't get anyone. 12 and a half minutes, some kind of syringe is on the ground. 13 and a half minutes, officers at Isaac's empty motel room, number 234, say Isaac's car was pretty full with laundry. The bed was always made in a way that looks like maybe Cappy was trying to make it look like a person was in it. He may have been on the run. Uh, many pointed out the call went in at 7.26 a.m., yet the police body cam time is way off. Maybe it's just me, but hearing police officers laugh at the scene of someone's suicide just pisses me off, can be heard throughout. We're all supposed to believe this man jumped from a short bridge, was stuck, struck by a Ford truck driving on the freeway 65 miles an hour approximately with no visible damage to the truck, no blood on the truck, and his shoes are still on. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks posted on Instagram, historic route 66, roadkill? I hope not. And then the same road Cappy died on a month later. Um, and then after that, Tom Hanks posted a picture of a, a glove on that road. Anyway. Huh. Yeah. And remember, Isaac Happy was uh, about to come out about child sex trafficking and sex trafficking and Holly Weird and all that stuff just before they killed him. But all these truths are coming out now. Hmm. Yeah. Bad shit. Bad shit. Scary, scary, scary stuff. Yep. I, I don't know what you're going to talk about next because I have absolutely no idea about how what order they're in. So. Here we go. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Because it kind of goes along with it. It's Holly weird porn industry, kind of the same thing. Now, mm, just about. Well, I mean, it really a is. Different. Not really. Think about it. It's kind of the same. Um, now he's calling it the corn industry because he's on TikTok. You can figure it out. Yeah, especially when he's showing the pictures. We gotta talk about the corn industry real quick because Twitter's out here serving ads for this website. But if you notice, they're starting to do reality TV shows with various corn farmers. We'll get back to this in just a second. That's on OnlyFans. OnlyFans doing ads on Twitter. If you didn't know, like most of the corn farms in the world are owned by a single company called MindGeek. But this is actually nowhere near the whole list. This is closer to the whole list, if you wanted to know. All right, so the, we, these are the websites that he knows of. Pornhub, RedTube, YouPorn, Tube8, Brazzers, XTube, SpankWire, ExtremeTube, KezMovies, PornMD, Thumbzilla, Reality Kings, My Dirty Hobby, Sean Cody, Men.com, Digital Playground, Mofos, Babes, GayTube, Twisties, Peppers, SexTube, PornIQ, Webcans.com, BDSMXXX, CastingXXX, CheckXXX, uh, DannyJones.com, FakeAgent.com, I can't even read all these mature mom orgasms. I, fuck. I don't even, I don't even recognize most of those. I guess that's a good thing. How many do you recognize, babe? <laughs> More than me. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> like three. 
Okay. That's about where I, yeah, all right. That's, that's about where I'm at. I, I get through about the first three and that's it. Maybe four. I've never heard of you porn or two bait, but okay. I know that none of you actually want to know this, but sometimes ignorance really is bliss because the truth is kind of weird. Um, this is not made up. The company that... A rabbi owns that. A rabbi owns that company. MindGeek is actually called Ethical Capital Partners. And it was co-founded by Solomon, who was called to law following his ordainment as a Jewish rabbi in Israel. And we all know that sexual content has been eking its way more and more into everyone's everyday lives and all sorts of complicated and controversial ways, doing all sorts of messed up things to young people's minds, regardless of your take on things. And this site has seriously changed the landscape. And this is clearly a marketing move designed to change the landscape in a big way. And who's it owned by? Leonid Radvinsky. I'm gonna give you one guess where that name comes from. He's from Odessa, Ukraine. And it's just kind of weird that the entire corn industry is owned by people with ties to Israel. And they are explicitly pushing corn content into our everyday lives, merging the boundary between whatever the hell is going on. And corn is one of the most addictive substances ever invented. Like it's not a simple conversation. I'm not trying to condemn people for their choices and habits and whatever you do. I'm just pointing out the big picture and facts are facts. And it's kind of weird. Probably don't think about the implications of that too much because I don't have to think very hard before those implications lead me directly to this. And how much easier it is to do these types of things to a culture that's filled with these types of influences. If you don't know the definition of the word subversion, you might want to look up the word subversion and maybe COINTELPRO. And if you're a young person watching this reel, just be careful what you let into your brain because any addictive substance can rewire your brain chemistry forever. And that's why. Yeah. Hmm. Lay off the corn syrup, people. Fucking A. Stay away from the corn, folks. Jeez. Thought glutens were bad. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm just saying, I thought fucking glutens are bad. Okay. Speaking of porn, this is the best video you'll see all week. Oh, shit. That was just funny. Yeah. This is even better. You ready? Corn's being censored now. <laughs> of the finest military in the world. Michael and I. Michael and I. Does anything scare him? You know, uh, well, when my my, uh, my when uh, Michelle's man, when my my, uh, my when uh, Michelle's man, when my my uh, when my my uh, my when uh, Michelle's man. Michelle Obama is a man, oh yeah. Her real name is Michael, she's a trans, oh yeah. 
I would have thought you noticed the f**k in her pants. Oh yeah. Obama's really a homo. His wife is a man. Oh yeah. They had the country fooled with it. They really had a school. They had the whole world fooled with it. Yeah, they had us all fooled. Michelle Obama is a man. Oh yeah. Her real name is Michael. She's a trans. Oh yeah. I would have thought you noticed the d in her pants. Oh yeah. Obama's really a homo, his wife is a man, oh yeah, they had the country fooled with it, they really had us fooled, they had the whole world fooled with it, yeah they had us all fooled, they had the country fooled with it, they really had us fooled, they had the whole world fooled with it. Yeah, they had us awful. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president? we already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. No, Michelle is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh, my gosh. Of the finest military in the world. Michael and I, Michael and I, Big Mike? Big Mike! <laughs> oh, no, that was also from Salty Goat. That wasn't a Billy Mean. Oh, shit, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Salty Goat 17, y'all, on X. Salty Goat 17. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit that Obama likes dudes. What I give a shit is Obama lied to the country about his status to get elected. Yeah. And he's been lying the whole time. Yeah. That's not a president. No. That's a disloyal fuck that needs to just go away. Don't go away, Matt. Just go away. Yeah. Because I, there's no way that I, I sent out a little meme on Instagram today to everybody. I said, just think. This whole fucking clown show started because of a fake birth certificate that came from the state of Hawaii. With a Connecticut social security number. Yeah, you start your social security number out with 041. I know exactly where the fuck you're from. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. Anyway. Um, even the crazy liberals are starting to have enough and they don't even necessarily realize it yet. Maybe they're starting to. No, no, they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. This girl just got a taste, a literal taste, of what a real man is. I've known this for a long time, okay? She's just figuring it out. 
And you could tell her hair was once another color. Well, I mean, yeah. And that she doesn't have friends because friends don't let friends have roots like that. Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA. And if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA. You know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guys guy is usually not my type. Like I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with like a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever <laughs> it might be time for me to get away from all these you know liberal snowflakes on the east side welcome to conservative life darling it's much better than y'all your liberal snowflakes snowflakes make it out to be hmm. we're doomed we're so doomed where's this is i know i know Oh, all right. Is it time to smoke yet? It's got to be somewhere. I don't care. We're going to go over Because I'll tell you what. I want to get high. Before we get into this, the heavy political shit. You want to get high? And there's plenty of that. I do want to get high. Okay. Hmm? Did we bring that up a third time? No. That's, That's something one. else. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. I was like, damn, is that another one? No. All right. Well, you know what time it is, fuckers. It's if not you, that time yet, but may, fuck it. We're going to make it that time. We don't care. It's that time. That's close enough. So, if you can do it, it's legal for where you're at. We're going to keep red pills around for this one. We'll we got them, it. We'll yeah, let them enjoy Red Pill Project one. never gets to enjoy this with us, because we usually cut them out before we do tribute. Yep. So, so, Red Pill Project. That's the right. Man. Exactly, Sparky. Wait till she gets pumped more than three thrusts and has an orgasm. That'd be a that shit. Wait till she can't walk the next She'll morning. She'll register as a Republican. <laughs> Wait till she can't walk the next morning. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I, you know, she said, oh, guys, guys, not my type. I can't believe that she was a guys, guys type because honestly, he must have been, um, I don't know, maybe it was a dare. You know, when I was in college, I went to visit a friend of mine in another school and uh, his roommate was like, hey, we got to go pick up my girlfriend, right? Now, my, this was 20 something years ago. And uh, I was like, that's cool. He goes, she's black. I was like, okay. And this was like the whitest fucking skinny ass, nerdy, dorky guy you've ever met, right? Ever seen. Like he defined the pocket protector nerd. And he's like, she's black. And I was like, uh, okay. So we go to pick her up 
and uh, she was gorgeous. Super, I mean, absolutely drop dead beautiful. And we hung out. She was really cool. And uh, the end, we dropped her off at home. We go back to their house. And I asked him, how the fuck did you ever score a girl like that? Because she is way out of your league. He goes, some black girls just like the skinny white guys. And I like that black box. And I was like, well, okay, then you know what? I'm not one to judge. If y'all like each other, then have at it. Have fun. So you can't judge. You never know what someone might like. Like the real big fat girls with the skinny guys. You never see it the reverse, though. You never see the big fat guys with the skinny girls. You just see the like huge girls with the really fucking skinny guys. And you're like, how do you breathe under that? Seriously. You don't have to get under How it. do you survive? I would hope not. <laughs> There's no accounting for taste. Was it thousand thousand ways to die? Like was it like <laughs> the first episode? Like the thousandth way to die. A, a dude was having sex much in the uh, with a giant girl. Much with what you just said, mm -hmm. and uh, she had a heart attack on top of him and created a vacuum suction and. He couldn't physically push her off of him. Yep. She died from the heart attack. He died from suffocation. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, stoner thoughts, Jen, exactly. Just saying. I just got to wonder about that shit sometimes. You really do. <clears throat> Unless the fat guy is rich, yes. But then he has to be exceptionally old as well. Because no hot girl goes with a young fat guy because he might last too long. Like he might hang, like he might live too long. No, no, no. If you're going to go for the rich fat guy, he better be fucking old as hell. Like one foot in the grave, like grandma died, you know. <laughs> Left you a large inheritance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know that type of shit? Yeah. Yeah. No, not, no, no. Anyway, so in an attempt to make everything right in the world th these days, I'm going to go ahead and release the scratch now. So right. there you go, fuckers. Scratch is out. Fine. Oh. All right, Red Pill Projects. I hope you enjoyed tribute. Yes. That's how we do it. We have to let you go now because uh, it is that time. Where it is that is. time. James Grunvig's coming up next on the Red Pill Project. So go check him out. Or if you want to continue watching the rest of the show, we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know. All sorts of shit. The upcoming civil war, the alien invasion, angels, end of the world. You know. You name it. All that good stuff. So you want to hang out for that, flip on over to the Part Patriot Party podcast channels. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow. Adios. Till then, um, for the Mick. And Bela. We'll see you later. Bye, Red Pill Project. Peace. All right. Then. All right. Moving right along. <sighs> All right. So here's some craziness. Mm, all right. First off, in the legal filings around Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you're, you're too late there. Alarm. Fuck off. Okay. In the legal filings around Trump. Yep. This is kind of awesome, actually. All right, so, but it's something I have to read. Okay, well, drop us so everybody can see it. 
All right. Just get make it full screen. Okay. So this is from Julie Kelly. So Julie Kelly has done the best job following the J6 trials and the stuff going on with Trump kind of combined, right? Uh, so a court filings coming fast and furious this week, but this one's a stunner. Former AG Edwin Meese asked SCOTUS to deny Jack Smith's petition to expedite appeal of immunity ruling, argues that Merrick Garland broke the law by appointing a special counsel without statutory authority. What do you say? So here's from the brief. Uh, this court should reject Mr. Smith's request for Satori before judgment for the simple reason that he lacks authority to ask for it, nor does he have authority to conduct the underlying prosecution. These actions can only be taken by persons properly appointed as federal officers to properly created federal offices. Neither Smith nor the position of spe special counsel under which he purportedly acts meets those criteria. And that is a serious problem for the American rule of law, whatever one may think of the defendant or the conduct that issue in the underlying prosecution. The illegality addressed in this brief started on November 18th, 2022, when Attorney General Merrick Garland exceeded his statutory and constitutional authority by purporting to appoint Smith to serve as special counsel for the Department of Justice. Smith was appointed to, quote, conduct, uh, to conduct the ongoing investigation into whether any person or entity, including former President Donald Trump, violated the law in connection with efforts to inf interfere with the lawful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the electoral college vote held on or about January 6, 2021. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Garland cited a statutory, a statutory authority for this appointment, 28 USC 509, 510, 515, and 533. But none of those statutes, nor any other statutory or constitutional provisions, remotely authorized the appointment by the Attorney General of a private citizen to receive extraordinary criminal law enforcement power under the title of special counsel. You have to be a U.S. attorney already in order to be appointed a special counsel. Jack Smith was a private citizen. He doesn't qualify. Either way, if he is an officer, Smith is a superior officer. He has no superior supervising or directing him as required by Edmund or Free Enterprise Fund versus Public Company Accounting Oversight Board 561 U.S. 477 in 2010. Attorney General Garland does not supervise or direct him, as he said he would not when Smith was appointed special counsel. And Smith has, without the participation of the Solicitor General, filed a petition in this court on behalf of the United States. He is prosecuting a former president the first time that has happened in our nation's history. Smith is purporting to exercise at least as much power as a U.S. attorney and arguably more. That is the hallmark of a superior officer who must be appointed as such. The absence of such an appointment means that Smith lacks authority to seek Sertori on behalf of the United States. And that is a powerful, sufficient reason to deny his petition. Conclusion. Not clothed in the authority of the federal government, Smith is a modern example of the naked emperor. Improperly appointed, he has no more authority to represent the United States in this course, in this court, than Bryce Harper, Taylor Swift, or Jeff Bezos. That fact is sufficient to sink Smith's petition, and the court should deny review. We express no views on the merits issues addressed in Smith's unauthorized petition. Your thoughts? That is a powerful argument. <clears throat> I have no idea 
how it's going to play. What Jack Smith did before that (laughs) or what Jack Smith has done since that. Uh, Or, well, we know what he's done since he's been appointed. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't hear of him ever before that. Uh, Didn't know him. He didn't exist in our world. He wasn't anywhere. He was pretty much plucked out of midair. It is true. To be appointed a special pro, a special attorney, you have to be an attorney general somewhere in the United States. A U.S. attorney. Yes. Employed by the federal government. You have to be. They can't. You can't pull a civilian off the street. First of all, pay-wise, it's next to impossible. Second of all, insurance-wise, it makes them completely culpable. Jack so, Smith could, you, could go to jail. He should, actually. Because he's basically impersonating a law enforcement officer. He took no oath of office. Not that any of them have. And the things that he has said in tertiary through uh, certiorari, he he should be held accountable for that shit because he can't sign any document on behalf of anybody. Yes, Jack Smith was brought in from overseas. Rumor has it he was CIA. Or he is CIA. Interesting. Jack Smith. Come on. John Smith. No. That's a CIA name if I ever heard one. It's not real. No, that's not real. uh, It's it's a compelling argument. I I agree. It is a compelling argument. And if if that's the case, without that, all of the charges brought against Donald Trump at this point are null null and void. They're mute. Actually... He could actually press it now and take it to court. Why? Because he can never be tried with him again. Mm-hmm. He's got double jeopardy now. So that's taken an interesting turn. And then these are all the states with suits to bar Trump from the ballot. Oregon, Nevada, Wyoming, New Mexico, Texas. Alaska, South Carolina, New Jersey, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, and Wisconsin currently have states, uh, currently have suits filed to take Trump off their ballots. Arizona is pending an appeal and Colorado has barred him. So when you are not allowed to vote for the candidate that you want, they are literally picking your candidate for you. They're, I mean, they've they're, been doing fixing, that anyway, they're but fixing they're fixing, your fixing it. They're making it so you can only vote one way. They are trying to choose the Republican candidate. Yep. The one that says yes to them. So that it doesn't matter if Joe Biden wins or loses. Yep. That they have control. It continues on. It stays within the realm of power that already exists. The power structure that we've been asking the questions about. The power structure that you all know pulls the strings for this shit. And it ain't us. Uh, You're right, D. Richard. Uh, Jack Smith was at at The Hague, um, at the international courts. Not an employee of the federal government. And not a lawyer. Uh, and not barred in the U.S. They still think he's CIA. But yes, and yes, Lincoln was banned in a dozen states. And then two years later, we had a civil war. Yep. History repeats itself. Funny how Trump said Lincoln was his favorite president. Yep. They are trying to push a civil war. I mean, they've been trying for a while. And this right now, 
And you know why they're trying to do it now? Because they're in control of the federal government. They may, that means they can bring the federal government to bear against the people. That's the whole reason. Mm-hmm. They were not in control the last time, if you think about it. Yep. Because Lincoln was. Mm-hmm. Just saying. This is all connected, folks. It's the same playbook. Nothing's changed. They're running the same plays that they ran back then. They, the, the, the players changed. People died off. You know, it was, it was funny the other day. You, you, you played something. I don't know if you played it after the fact. I don't know if we played it on here. But you remember the thing you played for me where the guy said, you know what the number three cause of death? Yeah, we played it on we, here. Did we play it on here? Mm-hmm. And it was Sunday. I think we yeah, played it on true conspiracy. Medical intervention. Yeah. Medical intervention is the number three cause of death after, uh, obviously, war, car wrecks, or heart heart disease and car wrecks or whatever they put up there if it's not war. Um, Number three. Yeah. Do you remember? um, It was funny because somebody brought it up the other day, and I I didn't even start the conversation. They were already talking about it. And... um, these two guys were talking about it. And I was sitting there listening to them. They started giggling at one point because the one guy said, you know, when I was a kid, when, cause they were talking about one of the guys, I guess that works in the shop with them. And I was at a, a, a garage, a car garage. And uh, he's like, well, you know, and they were bitching about this kid that's sick or something like that. He's like, this kid is always fucking sick, always fucking sick. And uh, there, and one of them goes, you know, when I was a kid, my grandmother fucking you know, the cool thing was when we got sick for four days, you knew you were going to be home. Why? Because mom and dad were going to take the time off of work. They were going to give you teas and all this good stuff that you got to eat. You could eat what you wanted. And your dad would cut up fruit and you would get these big plates of fruit. And your mom would give you some nasty vitamin stuff at night. And in four days, you felt great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those first couple of days were rough. And, uh, the other guy's just like, yeah, well, my mom and dad, they just gave us Robitussin and NyQuil and stuff and put us out with alcohol, mind you. Yeah. Back then, it was pretty much alcohol. We we were, when we were sick, we had to do shots of rock and rye. Well, that's, yeah, but NyQuil was basically just it really good alcohol. Basically tastes like rock and rye. <laughs> um, anyway. I was like, yeah, it's basically, I told them, it's like, I was like, Hey, it's basically the same thing. I mean, I got, I got whiskey toddies. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we still make them your, your mom and dad got real good. You know, they felt legal doing it. My mom and dad were just like, here kid, just take some out of my cup. <laughs> I mean, geez, that's, that's what it was though. I mean, but those two guys are sitting there talking about, it. I started laughing. I was like, Holy shit. This is like a conversation we would have. Those were homeopathic remedies. And it's crazy, like those doctors in that room in that movie we were talking about, they're talking about all the doctors that they know. They all knew all the doctors in the country. 12 dudes knew every doctor in the country. That means there wasn't tons of doctors out there. Well, what were people doing? They were doing the home remedies that we're trying to bring back from the past, that we're trying to remember what our grandparents did for us, what your parents did for you what you do for your grandkids, all of that shit needs to be written down somewhere. 
We need to stop counting on computers and technology. We need to go back to the old ways. Yeah. Write this shit down, put it in a cookbook so you always have it. It's like the easiest stuff in the world. And these, these doctors, if the number three leading cause of death in this country is medical intervention. Now it's probably number one, because if you count all those heart attacks and strokes as the jab, then um, it's medical intervention. I, I don't think I ever want to go see a fucking doctor ever, I, not no. even to die. Just take me out in the field and put a bullet in me. Just don't shoot me in the head. Okay. It'll bounce back. I know. <laughs> fucking ricochets a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm serious. I don't think I ever want to see a doctor again. The more and more I read about it, the more and more I hear about it, the scarier it is to go see it. No wonder people are so anxious. Have you ever heard the psychological outlook on a patient when they're walking into a doctor's office? We're out there, folks. Your your blood pressure is off the charts. Mm-hmm. If you already have high blood pressure and you don't like to go to a doctor's office, your blood pressure is going to be nuts because you don't trust a fucking thing they're doing to you. No, that's why we just don't go anymore. I, I that's just I preaching to the choir on that, but damn, yeah, number three is doc, doctors, man. You gotta figure this shit out. We gotta figure this out because this country used to be different. They they used to understand that when you were too sick to get out of bed, the doctor came to you. No shit. And they'd cut an onion and put half on the bottom of either foot and put a sock over it. Yep. And that would dry your fever out. With some castor oil. With some castor oil. And if you were really bad, they might give you an, an antiparasitic, but they'd probably give you garlic and oregano first. Yep. With a little bit of hun- uh, onion and honey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And walnuts to clear those parasites out too. Walnuts actually are really good at clearing parasites. And uh, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Just chew. Yeah. Swallow and chew. That'll clear out parasites too. These are the kinds of things that doctors used to do. Now... Now, these are the things they do. About um, the turbo cancers we're hearing about right now, because I'm, I'm on the bus. Um, I, I can tell you it's, it's, it's real from the people talking to us about how they didn't have cancer and now they do following a thing or they did and it was in remission and now it's back with force. Yes. So turbo cancer is a real entity. Um, you're not going to see much published in the lay press or the medical journals on turbo cancers, but it is a real a real entity. You know, speaking to oncologists, they are seeing cancers in younger patients. For example, colorectal cancer in young people, which is extremely unusual. They're seeing patients who were previously in remission who were then uh, got these experimental jabs, and then now the cancer's out of control. They're seeing un- unusual cancers. Um, and so so this, this data is being seen by oncologists. And more recently, um, an analysis of the VARS data has shown a significant increase in the risk of cancer. We know the Department of Defense, the DMED database, 
showed a dramatic increased risk of cancers post, post the jab. And so there are a number of biological mechanisms by which the vaccinations can increase the risk of cancer. And I should say, you know, if you look at the epidemiological data, particularly that done by Pardon Corp um, from the VARS data, it seems to be the biggest uptake appears to be with the boosters. Uh, so not the first and second shot, but once you get the boosters, it significantly appears to increase the risk of cancer. And so experts have, have postulated that it's due to, you know, immune suppression. You know, normally um, our immune system is very effective in dealing with aberrant malignant cells. But what, what happens with the vaccines, particularly with the boosters, is you get immune suppression. And this interferes with what's called immune surveillance. So that's one of the postulated mechanisms. And then we know the spike protein interferes with a number of genes, which are the guardians of the genome. There's P53, there's the BRCA gene. Uh, so there are multiple, you know, plausible mechanisms by which these jabs can cause cancer. And then obviously, more recently, there's the pr problem of the plasmids uh, that are you know, the DNA plasmids that are found in the vaccines with the possibility of these DNA pieces incorporating into the genome uh, and activating, you know, oncogenes. So this is a real issue. I think it's going to become more of an issue with time as, as more and more cancers get seen and reported. Yeah. Now, we were talking about, we called it rapid onset cancer two and a half years ago. And the fact that it apparently learned. Y'all you you all see that progression, right? We When we started talking about it, we theorized without any doctorates, without any degrees. Just from doing research. That if... Your DNA receives the message from the RNA and your RNA is mutated. Does the message change now that the RNA is sending back to your DNA and does your DNA change? Mm -hmm. Yep, it does. The theory now has been proven four times. Yep. Back in and time. they have written two papers about it and now it's called turbo cancer. But rapid onset cancer, or what we like to call the division of. It's basically shutting it, down your immune system. No, it, so it that... it's basically dividing your DNA into a third strand. So yep. it brings up another point. There was a lighting a while back at Balmoral Castle. Isn't it Balmoral? Isn't it a castle, Sparky? I thought Balmoral was a castle. I didn't think it was a hunting lodge. But anyway, they had something the there. The Queen's Hunting Lodge yeah. is a castle. When, when the Queen was still alive, I saw this the other day and I forgot to get it. But they had this thing there where she lit up. It was for the who. And she lit up this light that lit up this statue at this castle for whatever. And the light pattern that was, it was a double helix with a third line. Hmm. 
going right down the middle, hmm. creating basically quadruple helixes in each box. You would basically have four helixes in each box or each strand of DNA, if you will. And I was like, wow, that's a very obvious sign of what we would consider kind of a mutation. Haven't we talked about a third strand of DNA before? Mm. And and the queen lit it up. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow, this is the ultimate sign of symbolism. You have Satan's handmaiden standing here lighting the fucking double helix with a mutated third strand in the middle. Ah, the Jubilee at Windsor. At Windsor. Yeah, that's what it was. You're right. It was the Jubilee at Windsor. Thank you, Lana. Thank you for that. Yeah. Keeping it real. But yes, that's what it was. But she lit it up. And I was sitting there going, are, are you, wow, the holy fucking crap. You have to be kidding me. No, not kidding. Well, this goes into something else, but. Does it? Yeah, you could play it, but I'll have to, I'll have to. All right. Well, then let's do this one. We'll have to explain that one. Okay. This is what's coming, folks. Now, this is in Australia. Coming soon to a state near you. What if that green screen on your phone that grants you access to society turns red the moment you take a flight too many? Or you uh, eat meat too much? Or you didn't recycle your plastic yesterday? How dare you? What if that green screen on your phone that is linked to your digital wallet that's filled with nothing more but <laughs> i'm gonna say it central bank digital currencies will turn red the moment you say something that the government classifies as hate speech what if they can turn off your life at the push of one button if they can do it in china they can do it here Ladies and gentlemen, freedom that is limited to those who do and say exactly what the government wants them to do and say is no freedom. What if that green screen? Yeah, I've been uh, screaming that from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's your definition of it? Actually, we're going to go back to that. Go back to that other video, the one. Um, this one? Yeah. Play okay. that after all. Because okay. we're going to play this. We'll, let, we'll get your reaction. See what you all think. See if you guys feel the same way I felt after this. Because this is where I'm at. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed by the unvaccinated. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All the vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called 
a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts and running around the country saying, ha ah, ha, we don't care, we're living free and so forth. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. <laughs> and the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom personal choice well my freedom is being kind of disturbed here no screw your freedom the other day howard stern weighed in with a much different approach take a look <laughs> when are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated their freedom but you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people the anti-vaxxers they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies the anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk if that was the issue we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the darwin awards we have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons, but maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated should be taxed. Uh, they should pay more for health care. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. We're going to see, and I've said, almost mm -hmm. two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. And that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country, every death that we are seeing from COVID could have been prevented. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how some of you sleep at night. You're right. They are all eating shit now. So I don't know about you all. But their thought process hasn't changed. No. They still think that way. They just don't say it out loud anymore. And, and oh, by the way, they're going to make you believe that that never happened. Oh, yeah. So don't memory hold that. <laughs> Remember all of those faces. Neil Cavuto's on there. Oh, yeah. I think every motherfucker, Sean Hannity should be on there. Yeah. He was pushing the backs down everybody's fucking throat. So should Vivek Ramaswamy. Fucking. No. Just saying. So there's a whole bunch of drama going on on Twitter right now that um, Ashley St. Clair has been bringing to attention. We played that video yesterday of the immigrants coming in on Delta, the illegals coming in flying on Delta. Okay. Well, we played that a couple days ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
we played it on Monday, but you played the second one, not the first one, where she's actually talking and introducing herself. Okay. Regardless. Um, and she made a point that none of these people are, no criminal background checks are done or, you know, medical screenings are done. And other people are making a point saying, do you have to provide medical screening to get on a plane? I thought we were past that. Oh. Hmm. Do you have a criminal background check done before you get on a plane? Well, not that you know of, but if there wasn't, why would there be no fly list? Um, I do provide my ID before I get on a plane, which also says that if my ID scanned through that system, the cops right there would arrest me. So technically they do run a criminal yeah. background check when you get on a plane. Because if I'm wanted or there's a warrant for my arrest. It's connected to your driver's It's connected license to my driver's license. Mm -hmm. It pops up. So, so yeah, if I'm getting yes. on a plane, yes. But it's a slippery slope about the medical issues. It really is. It's true. The thing that's been glossed over, I think, because everyone's made such a big deal about her saying, well, they're not, you know, they're not checked medically or, or criminally before they get on these planes. That's, that's a slippery slope, but it's not the overall point. The overall point is that we're paying for it. That's the is point that, that I thought we were starting 10, with. 10,000 people a day are coming over the border and the government is paying premium pricing for premium seats where do you think for giving, these people to get on an airplane and go to whatever address they were given? Where do you think? Okay, all right. Maybe we didn't make that point abundantly clear, but where do you think the money's coming from? It doesn't. Money does not actually grow the fuck off of trees. It really doesn't. There is not a plant out there. She's pretty much a fucking farmer. Yep. She would tell me if there was a plant that we put in the ground and money grew off of it. It'd be pretty fucking cool. There is no plant out there that does that. I mean, so what else is there? There's human batteries. What that lady earlier that we played was talking about. There's us. We are the slaves now. You work for a menial salary for a small, for your one anchor and a mule. And that's the way the government keeps their thumb right on your fucking back. It's when you spit in their face that they smack you around. The first time they smack you around. The second time they bankrupt your ass. The third time you just disappear. Does that sound like freedom to anybody? The last time I checked, this is why our founding fathers said, fuck you, England. I believe their argument was taxation without representation. So as Mike Adams pointed out so succinctly today, if you are no longer able to choose who represents you, why should you pay taxes? And oh, by the way, find me a law where it says we actually have to pay taxes. I mean, there's that too. That's the other issue. There's no actual fucking law on the books that requires you as the American citizen to front the bill for the federal government. No, it's only businesses. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Anyway, um, Malcolm Flex had a, I always like to listen to his input. He's always got a good head on his shoulders. So today in clown world, it appears that Ashley St. Clair is doing the Lord's work as she takes on Delta 
as they aid and abet the illegal importation and human trafficking of unidentified and undocumented aliens coming across the border by the Biden administration. Yeah, no, no, no. That sentence is not the plot of an upcoming movie. That's happening right now on our border. I, at this point, you'd be forgiven for thinking that all of this is intentional sabotage because I couldn't believe it either. But here's the thing. Apparently, Ashley found out that the boarding passes, you know, the things that pretty much identify the, hey, this person has been vetted, checked, and this is who they are getting on this plane, this literal vehicle moving across the air, carrying several <laughs> several lives that could fall and blow up and kill people. Like, yeah, there's no name given on these things. Like, it literally says no name given. Think about that the next time you're accosted and fondled by TSA, or maybe they tell you, sorry, you can't take the shampoo on because it's one ounce over the legal limit and could be an explosive, that they are letting people in these planes with no name given, no verification or documentation. That's absolutely insane. Pilots are literally, literally, to give this information, they have to hide their identities. Like, this is putting their lives at risk. You don't have mental health checks for these people. You don't know whether or not they're criminal, they're a part of a criminal syndicate. You don't know if these people are a part of the cartel, if they're a part of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. You don't know if they're coming in. They're a part of some uh, high, fancy, high-flying Nigerian scandal to suddenly, like, physically steal the information from elder, elderly ladies instead of doing it over the phone. Like, you don't know any of this. That's crazy, man. Like, I've seen drunk chicks in college town bars, literally one shot away from Odin, that have more information about who's getting in them than these pilots have about these migrants that are getting in the planes. Like, this is... What are we doing here, guys? Like, seriously, Mayorkas and Biden, like, what the heck? This coming after they already clamped down on Texas for trying to take matters into their own hands and stop the my, the waves of migration. Let it sink in, guys. Let it sink in. These people are carrying bags from border processing centers. These border processing centers are being overran by millions. They don't have time to go through and get all the records and all the documentation on who these people are, where they're coming from. We have Indians from India taking flights and coming to the border just to make uh, just to walk across. You've got literal people from Africa, people from China. It doesn't matter. Everybody's welcome. Come on in, guys. Foreign state actor, it's okay. We already let the Chinese spy balloon fly all the way over. So, I mean, hey, what's one person on foot going to do, right? It's insanity. And here's the problem. Our border, our border processing centers are being overran. There's not enough time to check these people. Biden and Mayorkas probably don't want this issue getting out too much. They don't want to damage the upcoming election, you know, that they're trying to currently steal where apparently states are taking Trump off the ballot. That's literally the main issue. California, Colorado, you know, areas peripheral to where all this madness is going on. Yeah, their biggest issue isn't the uh, illegal invasion that's literally on their side of the country. No, it's getting Trump off the ballot, right? 
So they have an election that they are trying to work on. They don't need this issue boiling over, and it'll boil over if they keep these migrants at the processing centers while they're working on getting their information. So what are they to do? Oh, don't worry. We'll just ship them off the cities and stuff. We'll fly them out, right? Keep in mind, we're paying over $450 billion a year to facilitate not only the flights of these migrants, as we're finding out. I thought they were just busting them, but no, apparently these people are high class. They get flights. But not only the flights of these migrants, but also to maintain and provide benefits and help and aid to them. Yeah, that $50 billion for the border wall doesn't look too expensive now, does it, Congress? Oh, wait, never mind. I'm, what? <laughs> you guys don't care about costs. You'll print more money, right? It's, it's coming off of our backs, the taxpayers, right? Hey, I mean, I guess. <sighs> and and I, I don't know what to say. Like, I really don't. And at this point, it's absolute insanity. So they're flying these people to these cities. And, of course, conservatives are like, oh, well, just let them fly to the blue cities. What's the point? The point is, we have birthright citizenship still in this country. A lot of people come over pregnant. A lot of people come with small kids. So some of these areas allow migrants to vote in at least city politics. They still count in the census when it comes to the allocation of representatives or, you know, when it comes to the allocation of electoral votes, they, they, one of those ma matters, they count. And then they have kids. They're having kids in blue cities, right? But currently you're going to see a push to get rid of the electoral college, which means popular votes. So all of these migrants, kids that are being indoctrinated by Democrat propaganda in these cities will become blue voters. They will literally have propaganda thrust in their faces that say, hey, if Republicans take it, you guys are going to, you know, if these evil red states pretty much take control and control the politics, you guys are going to be deported. So guess what's going to happen? They're going to vote blue no matter who. And before you know it, your country's going to be gone. Like, this is the long game. It's not the immediate, you know oh, we're just thinking about next year or the election after that, or, you know, maybe not even two elections. This is the long game. This is how you lose a country. This is how you lose a culture. And eventually, and keep in mind, these people have no concept of the Constitution either. So the Constitution does not hold as much power as you think it does. It's not immutable. The Constitution holds about as much power as people allow or respect it to hold. Because we've seen unconstitutional measures and laws being passed. And if SCOTUS weren't red right now, we'd be up a creek, you know. And honestly, SCOTUS is not guaranteed to stay red. A lot of these Supreme Court justices are very old and they will need to be replaced. You know, God willing, we win an election and, you know, the president that appoints them is, uh, you know, that he's, God, like not even just a Republican, like a God-fearing Liberty-minded person that doesn't put a neocon or a Democrat in there as an olive branch. Like, these people will have no concept of the Constitution. They're not going to have a concept of liberty. Some of these people are coming from communist areas. So what do you think happens to the Constitution, to the whole fiber, you know, the fabric, the makeup of this country when these people come of age and some of them have the rights and abilities to vote in these elections and to basically advocate for laws and measures. 
Bye-bye, America. Welcome to the uh, North American Soviet states or something. Like, that's what you have coming. So I hope you're ready for it. And I hope you realize that this is a bigger issue than it seems. So once again, though, kudos to Ashley St. Clair and kudos to X for allowing this information to come out because, God, man, if we could not talk about this, if this were Twitter 1.0, we'd be up a creek. We wouldn't be able to talk about any of this crap. So this is it, guys. Nation's breaking apart, man. We are in clutch time. It's the fourth quarter, and we are down by 10. Who's going to step up and make a play? So seriously, think about this for a second, folks. Okay. Uh, first, kudos to both of them. Um, great video. Mm-hmm. Um, great way to wake people up to it. But this has been going on for years. That's it, the problem. It really this, has. This, this, these flights. Well, let, before we lose our mind about these flights, mm-hmm. right? Joe Biden started flights the month after he took office. Uh, oh, oh no, no, no! To Hold blue on. cities, he was flying migrants from the border to blue cities, undocumented, unprocessed, illegal immigrants to blue cities. Then we caught on to it. They started reporting on these flights that were landing at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and all these illegal immigrants were getting off. Then they stopped doing it at night. Then they just started doing it right in the middle of broad daylight. And now we're pissed because there's so many that they can't get a private flight to take them all because there's just so many. Now they've got to put them on public transportation. You know, I heard on the news this morning that um, CSA is expecting a record, record number of travelers this holiday season. And I could think to myself was how many of them are illegals? Because how many people can really afford to fly right now? To go on vacation for Christmas. I, I, I just, I thought about it for about 30 minutes about everybody I know and how many I knew were traveling for Christmas. And um, 0.00% of the people that I know are traveling for Christmas. Oh, just my cousin, but she's driving. Okay. I, okay. One. Yep. I have one. Yep. Um, it's uh nobody's nobody is traveling all illegals it's all illegals coming through but they have been doing this for years do you remember Fanu? yeah so when i worked at the hotel um when mick was deployed so this is 10 15 years ago now okay because i was there for almost 10 years 15 years ago we got uh a group of migrants now they they came through sort of legally um from afghanistan they had worked with the American army over there and one of them, and they came and worked at the hotel. I told you guys a story about Muhammad and calling him the white devil and all that. But one of the guys was named Fanu. Fanu. But we didn't question it because we don't know their culture and we weren't going to question their names. Mm. And then one day he tells me, no, you asked me. Oh, you yeah, asked yeah. me, he goes, yeah, well, Fanu, Fanu told, I was like, what, Fanu? what did you say? Fanu? No, I said, what did you say? And she goes, Fanu. I was like, it's not Fanu. She, she goes, what are you talking about? It's first name unknown. First name unknown. F-N-U. All of his paperwork was labeled F-N-U. And his, his last name was L-U-N-K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fanu Lunk. I guarantee that's what all his paperwork said, because last name unknown. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. They've been p- bringing people in without IDs 
and setting up here and giving them money and jobs for a long time. Now there's just so many, they can't hide them anymore, but this isn't new. This isn't new. Replacement theory has been around for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. The best way to get rid of a population King Richard told us is outbreed them, breed them out. How, how, how do we know that? Cause King Richard was the last one to try prima noctra in Scotland. Sparky said there's families in the UK charging family members 200 quid ahead for Christmas dinner. Look at, fuck, look at your, dude, I was just watching, was it, is it Germany now? Germany, the farmers are rising up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're talking about bringing in all these processed foods that isn't local to German lands, and they're taking lands back from the farmers and giving them to these processing companies yeah. that are basically making Germany the next U.S., and Lab the German farmers meat. and the German farmers are saying, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't fuck with German food. Do not and, fuck with oh, German food. And then on top of that, we love our food. they have, you don't fuck with our, food. they have an invasion going on there as well. Yeah. Everybody does. It's not just us. Literally everybody does. I mean, look what happened in Prague today. They had that shooting, the, the school shooting. Yeah. Where kids were climbing out on a fourth story ledge to hide from the shooter. One of them fell and died, apparently. Slopsky um, says, shouldn't we have a sterilizing program for them? No, honey, they had that for us. It's called vaccinations. That's what it was for. However, and this cracked me up, the migrants in New York are bitching about the quality of food because they're being offered donuts and pancakes and chicken dinners or chicken meals. And they're like, this is crap. This isn't food. This is shit. We don't want to eat this. Because they're used to fresh food that they grow on their own land. Yep. And they're coming here to processed chemical sludge. And they're all getting sick because their bodies can't handle it. And I don't blame them. It's crap. It is crap. It's not food. I wouldn't eat it either. Can't blame. And I used to love donuts. Mm -mm. That's just nasty now. I mean, I'll make my own, but I won't go to Krispy Kreme anymore. Anyway, but you know, Malcolm Flex was talking about the long game, the long plan. Three or four elections away. We're not going to get that far. We're seriously, we probably won't get to the next election. I don't even know if we're going to make it to the Ides of March at this point. But um, so Tucker, uh, Tucker, you know, Tucker the other day said that the two things that really scared him were talking about the 2020 election and aliens because the deep, dark shit in the aliens. He got a little further into that deep, dark shit in the aliens at the Amfest thing. And I found it quite fascinating, actually. You did. I did. I'd love to know why. Mm, you'll see. It's my personal belief based on a fair amount of evidence that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and, I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and, and again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think. I'm with absolutely. You. Absolutely. If the U.S. government has, in fact, had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is, which is the claim of, of informed people, um, I would say, whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. But, but, yeah. but, wait, but wait, wait. if that is true, I mean, it's a very, very, very heavy thing. Yeah. You, a lot of people say interdimensional beings. Right, I, I want to ask, are, you, are you angels and demons, or how would you well, describe these, these beings? You know, I, 
these are, again, I'm getting into the realm of conjecture, so I just want to say that flat out. Entity. But one thing I know for a dead certain fact, having seen it, is that um, there is good and evil. We are being acted upon at all times. And I think every person can feel that in himself. I mean, there are moments when you are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are, and they're also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself. That is absolutely true. Now, we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind that we cannot see, and that when you think about it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm. Yeah. <laughs> being, yeah. Right? And that's Absolutely. just, that is real. Yeah. Okay. When I, and, and there's many. That's interesting. Told you. There's one thing I want to go back to really quick about Malcolm Flex. Mm hmm. I don't know if you guys caught that line halfway through that thing, about the drunk but I I about I about <laughs> fucking pissed my pants when he said that are... America is like the the drunk chicks I see at bars. They're about one shot away from death, from dying, from drinking too much, and they know more about what's about to go in their body than right now America knows about what's coming across the border. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna. I was like, laughing. holy shit. That was an epic fucking line. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but yeah, with what Tucker? Yeah, okay. I, uh, I agree to an, to an extent. There is something greater than us. Ooh, it changed. It changed. At this morning, it said the... Yikes. The, no, the, the end is near. The No, it said the end won't be for every won't be for everyone. And then it had a picture of a comet. Um, hold on, I'll pull this up. We're talking about the Q clock. Um, so Y2K3, the last president returns, uh, truthsocial.com at cue the storm five days, one hour, 51 minutes and 51 seconds. And now there's no picture. There was a picture earlier. There was a picture of a comet down here. Hmm. Um, that was early this morning. And then Liana said that then I had a plague mask guy that looked like a crow. Interesting. It changed some point this afternoon too, because mm -hmm. it said yikes, the end is near, or yeah, the hour is closer, or something like that. I forgot what it said, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I did get a warning tonight though, before we get out of here, that I want to share with y'all real quick. Be strong. Soon there will be news that will be used to break us. The good ones are targeted and the evil will do more despicable things than your own mind can fathom. Do not fall in their trap. Be strong. So, oh. yay. There's to that. There is. So, who knows? Um, the day after Christmas, we'll see what happens. What's Probably it? nothing. What's the day after Christmas? That's oh, when that's the countdown when ends. Ends? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, anyway. What time does it end, I wonder? All right, so it Five would days, be... One hour and 50 minutes, so... Right now right it's 8 o'clock, so it would be, no, be 10, 10 o'clock. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. 10 p.m. Well, 10 p.m. the day after Christmas. Do we go a little long no. Monday night? No. No. No, that'd be Tuesday night. 
I could rig everything up to one plug so we could just hit it and all the lights would go off. The screens would stay on, but the lights would go off. No. No? Damn. No. Just fuck with everybody. <laughs> but we'll talk about it Wednesday, I'm sure, on the good book. You know. Anyway. Good point. We don't have an interview that night, do we? No. No, no. Our next interview, we have um, Dr. Sherwood coming back on December 28th. Yeah. That's our next interview. Unless right. I can get Diane back on before that. Because a lot of people have been asking me about parasite cleanses and treatments, and she's really the best one to go to for that. So yeah. that's actually a good idea. Yeah. So I'm going to reach out to her. I just heard her on the SGT SGT report today. Reach out to her, see if she can come on. She's doing her next warrior cleanse starting January 9th. So I'm going to try and get her on before then. Okay. So because that'll be really good for a lot of people. Yeah, especially in the winter. The pestilence is spreading, and you need to stay on top of it. Kick it out of your body. Yep. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll she'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. for the good book. You can check out Liana over on pill.net or on Rumble at 9.05, the TNA Variety Show. Um, Ooh, one other thing. I had a thought. I know, crazy, right? Uh, Christmas Eve in the morning. Yeah. I was thinking about doing a short good book and reading the verses about the birth of Jesus. Well, it's four books, so you're going to have to pick one of the books and grab it out of one of them. Well, it's four I'd probably do accounts, but... yeah, okay. but I'd probably do Matthew because that's the normal one everybody goes with. Sparky, you know where the original Q-Tards, darling? If you knew our last name, you'd get that. Anyway, so once again, like I said, yep. bring up last-minute thoughts. Jeez. I know. I'm sorry. She'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. Mm -hmm. Leanne will be on right after her at 9.05 with the TNA Variety Show, both on Pill.net and on Rumble. And then we'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. Uh, you can also check out Vince at 11.30 11 with mm -hmm. Morning Coffee or um, yep. I forget who else comes on in the afternoon. Somebody else comes on in the afternoon uh, or any of the other ones are really over on Foxhole. I mm -hmm. mean, I, but we were listening to uh, – I forgot who we were listening to after – Liana got off. Pretty good though. Okay. Both of them. Uh PTP podcast. P no, he wasn't on today. Oh no, that's right. He wasn't. Um drunk pinata. Yes. Yep. That was pretty good. There you go. All right. So anyway, you can check out any of them. Either way. Till then, uh, for the Mick and VLAN. Have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.
Fuck around and find out. 